today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. South of the border, it's been quite a week, obviously, because of what happened. First of all, there was the runoff election in Georgia on Tuesday, then the horrific uh, storming of the Capitol building and the implications and the ramifications of that, which may actually lead to uh, Donald Trump once again uh, being impeached for a second time during his tenure. And a number of people have weighed in on this, including former uh, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who had some pretty harsh words for the president. President Trump is a failed leader. He will go down in history as the worst president ever. The good thing is that he soon will be as irrelevant as an old tweet. Uh, well, time will tell if uh, the Gov, uh, if Arnold has actually read about that or not. There's uh, some talk right now that articles of impeachment may actually be introduced as early as today uh, by Nancy Pelosi. Joining us to talk about this whole scenario, Reggie Cicchini, Washington correspondent with Global News. Uh, Reggie, thank you for the time. Great to have you with us on the program again today. Good morning. What's the uh, the reaction to, to what's going on in the last little while? As we watched the Sunday news programs yesterday, Reggie, uh, there seems to be obviously a, a divide here uh, between Republicans and Democrats about Trump's culpability in this whole thing. And one of the more disturbing st- stats I saw was that almost half of the Republicans that were uh, being asked about this uh, don't think that Trump should be blamed much, if at all, for any of what was going on. Uh, what does that do to the chances of impeachment? Well, I mean, look, impeachment uh, is likely going to move forward. We know that, you know, about 25 minutes from now, Democrats are going to introduce it when they gavel in their session at 11 o'clock. So, you know, it it is heading uh, in Donald Trump's direction. And Nancy Pelosi has been around for a long time. She knows how to whip up a vote. She wouldn't be uh, introducing this stuff so early in conversation if she didn't think that there was going to be at least some kind of significant support to be able to move the impeachment process through. It's the trial uh, that we're still unclear of as to whether there's going to be full broad support within the Republican Party. But we also have to remember that there are Democrats and some Republicans that are now looking inside the Republican Party uh, to to kind of deal with the quote-unquote enablers uh, of President Trump's behavior over the last several months that ultimately uh, led to what we saw last Wednesday. And there is going to be a push uh, by one senator to censure uh, senators like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley uh, and ask for them to be removed from the Republican Party, if not from their seats altogether, based on uh, the kind of rhetoric that they have also been spewing. So impeachment is happening. It's what happens after the vote on impeachment that people have to look for now. What I found fascinating, though, Reggie, with your reporting over the weekend is, uh, and I want to focus on Senators Cruz and Hawley, uh, you'd expect to get some pushback, obviously, because of, of their, well, complicity, as some people would characterize it, uh, with what went on last week. But they're getting an awful lot of flack from their hometowns, from their home states in Texas and in and, and Indiana, what, what's going on here. Uh, I don't know if that was expected. I don't think they expected that. I mean, there are people who, you know, someone like Josh Hawley, uh, who ran uh, in, in a you know, a very you know easy to win race against uh, Claire McCaskill uh, a couple of years ago when they flipped the state from Democrat to Republican. Uh, there were people that were backing Josh Hawley uh, a significant amount that are coming out now to say that you know this was the worst mistake that they made, quote unquote, in their lives was spending their money and their time. Uh, given the fact that what we've seen Josh Hawley do, and whether it's because he has his own presidential aspirations or because he is, you know, fearful of the Trump base and what can happen if you turn on the Trump base. That's something that we're going to have to see uh, down the road. Uh, But Senators Cruz and Hawley and and the rest of, you know, the senators that are lining up behind President Trump, even uh, the House representatives that are lining up behind Trump and putting their own political reputations on the line here, uh, they are, you know, very quickly finding themselves on the other side 
of the Republican Party. Uh, and this could become, you know, difficult for the party to try and gather itself together as they try to, you know, work against the incoming administration. Uh, they Late in the week, of course, we finally got some sort of a press conference. I guess it was Friday from the uh, uh, the law enforcement authorities uh, who were overrun, of course, uh, including the Capitol Police. And the chief, who has uh, since announced his resignation, Reggie, as you reporting, uh, indicated that they didn't have much of an idea at all that this was going to turn violent. Uh, the evidence that you've uncovered and others in the Washington area have uncovered have indicated that not only the FBI, but the NYPD and many other agencies were warning these people about this. Uh, we've seen a number of very incendiary comments on social media from uh, folks that said they were going to Washington to kill Nancy Pelosi. Uh, this, this is a, the, the more we're finding out about this, the more horrendous this seems to be unfolding. Uh, and there seemed to be a, a dedicated plan here to go after both Pence and Pelosi. There was a dedicated plan. I mean, look, when the crowds were, were storming into the Capitol building and you can hear them chanting death to Mike Pence, this was obviously an organized effort. Uh, and you're right. Capitol Police were given uh, advance warning uh, because this was circling around the darkest parts of the Internet for not just days, but weeks before this. We also had President Trump actively for weeks calling his supporters uh, to come in. So it is, uh, you know, there is an open question as to simply why there was so much kind of um, uh, ignorance on the part of, of some law enforcement to, to deal with the fact that there was going to be some kind of a large crowd. But we're also understanding now that in the middle of this crisis actually unfolding, there were uh, immediate offers from the Department of Defense uh, to have the National Guard uh, sent their way and from the Department of Justice to have riot police uh, dispatched to be able to help with the situation. And that was also being pushed back on. So there are going to be significant uh, you know, investigations, both on the third party side and on the congressional side, to find out exactly what systematic failures took place here uh, and how far up the chain this actually goes. Yeah, there's a, a lot of speculation right now that, uh, that as you say, offers were actually made by some of those other agencies, and uh, the Capitol Police basically said, no, we got this, and clearly they didn't. Uh, but uh, it, this could have turned worse. I mean, as, as we've seen some of the new video that's just been released over the weekend, Reggie. Uh, this, this could have been a carnage if these guys had turned and gone in one door as opposed to the way that they went. Absolutely. I mean, look, some of these people had very clear military and law enforcement training. They were carrying armed. Uh, they were armed. A lot of them were carrying zip ties. So it does open a question as to whether this potentially could have, uh, you know, turned into a hostage style situation, whether with lawmakers uh, or whether with staff. But the, the bigger issue here is that at the time that this was taking place and you had, uh, you know, Secret Service members actively whisking away people like Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence, we have to remember that Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi uh, and Chuck Grassley are number one, two and three in the presidential line of succession. They were all inside the building and actively in the middle uh, of this kind of melee that was going on uh, with this active search for at least two of the three of them. And this really could have had some significant dire uh, consequences on the continuity uh, of government should something have happened during uh, that time. So that is why there is such an intense focus on the investigation. But there is also an intense focus on President Trump, uh, which is why this article of impeachment uh, is coming in about 15 minutes, which is going to charge him with incitement of insurrection. Reggie, what are you hearing about Mike Pence these days? Uh, he's been very silent on this. We were told, uh, again, through your reporting, that Pence and Trump have not actually even talked since what happened at the Capitol last week, let alone had any sort of a dissertation about what the next steps are. Uh, the inclination, we are told, is that, Trump, or that uh, Pence is not uh, leaning towards uh, implementing the 25th Amendment uh, to basically take Trump out of office. Uh, could that change, or is that the final answer? 
Well, I mean, look, we haven't heard directly from the vice president himself. There's been no kind of official notification coming out of the VP's office that he is not in favor of invoking the 25th Amendment. And there has been pressure building from within the Republican Party to have him do that, to remove him from office. We're seeing a break in ranks with people like Senator Toomey and with Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski uh, asking for President Trump to either resign or be taken uh, from office. Uh, but we also had Nancy Pelosi on 60 Minutes last night when she was pressed on on the vice president's kind of, you know, deferral saying that he wasn't going to deal with this. And she pushed back and said, that's not true. Uh, you know, they haven't had a full conversation yet. So it really is anyone's guess as to what uh, Vice President Pence is going to do. We have to remember Trump's base is already turning and has already turned against uh, Vice President Pence. So there could be fears for his safety, for his security, if he opts to actually go ahead uh, and remove President Trump's powers. There are going to be longstanding potential uh, political repercussions for him if he has presidential aspirations uh, in 2024. Uh, nonetheless, th this is going to be kind of hammered out because when Democrats open their session, they're going to ask for Pence to do this. And if he doesn't do it in 24 hours, uh, that's when the impeachment is essentially going to start moving forward. It's, uh, that's the line in the sand that Nancy Pelosi has drawn here, isn't it? Uh, you've got 24 hours or else. Well, I mean, look, 24 hours or else after you've had a Democratic Party saying, you know, how about now, how about now, how about now for the last four years? Uh, and they're kind of looking at their Republican counterparts right now saying, look, we've been warning you for four years, uh, as Nancy Pelosi said, that President Trump is, quote unquote, deranged. Uh, and Republicans have oftentimes sat by, either hesitant to go against President Trump because the power of his tweet could have come back against them, or simply because they just, you know, wanted to fall in line because they have their own political futures uh, to watch for. Uh, there is now that break. So we could see the Republican Party turning on President Trump, just how much of it is going to be the question. And then what happens post-Trump? Do we see a kind of split Republican Party where some of them are following a non-existent leader while the rest of them are going back? To doing the work the conservatives and the GOP used to do. Ray G, as you've been reporting, I mean, you've crunched the numbers here. The Democrats have the numbers in the House to actually pass a, an impeachment uh, here uh, without a trial. They can just do an up and down vote on this, but they don't have to exactly uh, pre pre present that impeachment uh, document to the Senate right away. Uh, there's some flexibility there. So if, in fact, if I recall last year uh, when they passed it, there was a, a period of a week or so before they actually walked across the hall to the Senate. Now we're hearing that it actually might be 100 days to give the Biden administration a chance to start part of, of their protocol and, and the, the policies that they want to enact. Is there a time frame for this? Well, I mean, the, the, the time frame uh, is kind of dependent on the calendar right now because the, the Senate's not in session. Uh, and in order for them to break this pro forma that they're in, they would need 100 uh, percent of the Senate to, to agree to it. And it's not likely that's going to happen, meaning the first opportunity for this to be transmitted would be on the 19th. Then there is a waiting period after that. So we're automatically into the Biden administration uh, before this is even going to make its way to a trial. There are fears, though, and there is some pushback from within the Democratic caucus that waiting beyond the 100 days of the Biden administration uh, may make it seem like that this wasn't a serious uh, kind of uh, crisis that took place and that it ultimately could come back to haunt Democrats uh, in two years during the midterms and four years from now during uh, during the election. Uh, but then there's also a part of the Biden administration that's saying, look, we need to be able to get through uh, the pandemic. We need to deal with the Russian cyber attack. We need to deal with the crises that President Trump has been ignoring for the last four years. Uh, and in order to do that, they need their 100 days because a Senate trial 
takes precedent over all other work that needs to get done. So Democrats are walking a, a kind of a fine line here as trying to unify the country that Joe Biden is looking for, while at the same time holding President Trump accountable, which is what Democrats and some Republicans are looking for. Very, very fluid situation that seems to be changing almost by the moment, which is why we rely so much on your reporting, Reggie. Thanks so much for this. We'll be uh, watching Global National later on tonight to get the latest on this. But thanks for your time today. Thank you. Reggie Cicchini, of course, a Washington correspondent with Global News, uh, down in a very volatile Washington political circumstance right now. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.